this process of like throwing things away, like to like throwing the medical career away to come to Japan wasn't just like one a one day thing. It was a year and a half transition where it was like I had to have the adversities of fucking up a couple of rotations, which got me thinking about what do I really want to do? Why am I in this? Yeah. If I can't go to the most prestigious of the prestigious, like, do I still want it? And the answer was no. I was lucky my board scores could get me mm. somewhere. I was lucky. But if it wasn't Harvard or Yale, I wasn't interested. And that was when right. I that was when I started to identify I'm in it for the prestige, not for the career. And then I then I started asking myself, why am I in it for the prestige? Because I'm chasing parental approval. I need a pat on the back. I need people to say, you're so incredible. That was what it was. And then all the student doctor network stuff, people being like, oh my God, you're, you're so incredible on the student doctor network. I think that was me seeking approval. I think I did want to help people, but I think a lot of that was just based on having a chip on my shoulder. Wow. I think a lot of it came from that. Right? right, and then I got all that out of my system. Like finally, after like a year, and I I could discuss like why I needed approval and stuff like that. I didn't, uh, I didn't get any of that growing up. I'm not I'm not gonna act like I'm a victim. I'm a victim, or I'm like uh, I've been disadvantaged. I'm not I'm not gonna act like that. But I'm saying, mm. growing up, I my dad's personality. He he wasn't the type to ever say he was proud of anybody. Like yeah. if you got good grade, like I remember getting good grades in like 10th grade or something like grade 10 of high school. I got like a, an exceptionally high like quarter or something. And I remember he like looked at it and didn't say anything or like that type of thing. And I was always chasing his approval. Yeah. I was always chasing his approval and it's not blaming him. His dad, he had similar, right. like his dad was hard on him. His dad was hard on him. Okay? Um, yeah. And then you could say his dad and his mom. Like, the whole the whole chain continues. Right. There's no fucking blame. Okay? But uh, as an adult, these things had to come to the surface. These things had to rise to the surface and get out of my system. Um, right. But i think uh when i was able to identify that i was in medicine for the for the parental approval that was really when i could say like well you know what do i want to do for me and i was i was fortunate that i had been approaching and doing lots and lots and lots of dating getting rejections 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 where i didn't so where i slowly started to not give a fuck that anyone's opinion so these things kind of happened in parallel it was like yeah. I had to step back to the medicine and these reflective processes ensuing. And then I got rejection, 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 rejection over many years of doing my approaching where I, so then I say, I don't give a fuck about anyone's opinion anymore. In combination now with what I want, what do I want to do with my life? If medicine, I was just in it for the prestige. I say, you know what? Uh, I just want to go to Japan for the sake of it. Yeah. That's all it was. That's all it was. It was just like, I want to go to Japan. And I don't really give a fuck what anyone thinks. That was it. There were, there really, it was not hard for me. It was so easy for me. It was so easy for me. Um, I just came here. It was a big deal for everyone else. Man, that's so cool, like, that you could do that. Like, man, like, I wish, like, like I could, I, I wish I could, like, even, like, travel alone. 
Yeah. And like, I can't do that. And it's like, it's so cool that like, I wish that was built into my, you know, like, oh, travel alone, see the world, you know, like kind of like backpack through Europe, that kind of thing. And it's so cool that you can do that. And like, I'm so jealous that like, you're so independent. Like, yeah, but don't act. Yeah. But it's, that's in your control. All this it, is, all of this is in your control. Thing. Like, dude, I have to go to California in like two months. And it's like the fact that I have to go alone, like, it's like it fucking sucks. Like I'm not looking forward to it. And it's just like, it, it's like, and that's like in the U S like, and it, it's so cool how you could just go to Japan. Yeah. But man, I've been living abroad since I, before my 23rd birthday. So as I said, I just turned yeah. 32, but like I'd moved to Australia. I'd been living abroad already for six and a half years. So like living abroad yeah. for me just wasn't an issue at that point. You got to get away. From, you got you got to get away from home. What one of the most valuable things I learned I've learned, and this is no bullshit because I've literally lived away from home for over nine years. I've lived yeah. abroad overseas for nine years. One of the most valuable things I've learned is exactly how much our parents are responsible for our personality as an adult. Mm. Or maybe I, should, yeah. maybe I should say, maybe, let, me, let me reword that. I've learned that the people you're around growing up really fucking matter. Yeah. Really, really fucking matter. Really fucking matter. And, and if you're like in your 20s and you still see your parents and you still have those influences, like you don't realize how much they still shape your viewpoints even now. Um, and I, and I'm able to see that because I observe it in everyone else. I've been away from home, but I can observe it in everyone else. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it, it took me my twenties being completely away from all influence from my upbringing. It took me my twenties to shed my baggage, to shed all my bullshit. So I had cool. I had insecure I had major insecurities about my appearance, which I talked about for, like with my mom and about it came from my mom. I talked about that in one of my posts and uh, it's on one of my other podcasts. That all came from my mom. Like I had major insecurities like from my mom, and then I had a major chip on my shoulder from my dad because I didn't get my approval. Right, I needed a pat on the back. I was always chasing his affirmation. I yeah. had like. And I'm not going to act like my situation was like so awful. Like I'm lucky that I had, I had two parents that yeah. they, they weren't alcoholics that right. I didn't suffer any major like adversities in terms of like physical illness or anything. Like I can't bitch about things. I'm not, but it's like, right. I'm, there's a big difference between like blaming and acting like a victim versus just merely in a healthy way as an adult identifying the source or sources of your current personality. Right. Things that factor into your current personality. That's not blame. It's just identifying. I think you have to articulate those things. It, I have to outwardly, I have to externally say those things. Right. right. You could have certain things, you could have certain elements of like, Oh, you know, you don't like speaking in front of people or you don't like, uh, we all have personality elements that come from our upbringing 
and it took me about 10 years, I would say. 18, right. 18 to 28, I would say about around 20. I'd say it took me around getting to maybe 20, 29, 29, before I had fully shed my dad. I shed my dad at 29. I shed my mom probably um, maybe around 27. Approaching lots and lots of people, getting rejected over and over and over and over and over, and over again, and how I built confidence that way. Right. When I was able to see that confidence, when I developed my confidence, I was able to internalize that my looks didn't matter as much as I thought they did. Right. Not saying looks don't matter, but compared to before, like I thought I just didn't have any self-esteem on the surface. So incurring those repeated rejections, developing my confidence, that got me past the baggage from my mom. Mm. Wow. And then my dad, it took like, uh, it took a couple setbacks in med school. It took really focusing on like, uh, just rethinking like what was important to me. And when I made the jump here to Japan, he still didn't really, like I had set, I had grown past my dad and then I came to Japan is that when you became financially independent? Like when you went to Japan? I was financially independent. Well, that's all. That's a long discussion. But it's like I've always been doing teaching. Oh, like even during med school and stuff. Yeah, but oh. like, yeah, that's a separate discussion. But like, um, but an an interesting point is in the relationship with my dad is that. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't need his affirmation anymore when I hit about 29. Because I had developed the confidence of like, I'm able to accept rejection. And I put that in combination with like my reflections about him. And I just said like, you know, like I didn't need, I didn't need his affirmation anymore. I didn't need it. Uh, and I came to Japan and I spent about 15 months here just in like the immersion school. And then I started the blog. Mm. The blog came about in a lucky way because my immersion school was amazing for the first nine months or so. And the program started to change where by the time you hit around 15 months in the program, the, that level, the, the way they structure the class just wasn't really that fun. And it didn't really, uh, I just didn't like the school as time went on. And because I didn't yeah. like the school, I thought rather than learning Japanese in the school here, I'm like, I don't need this school anymore. Like I'm enough just focus on like conversations in everyday life. That's how I see a better way of learning. Yeah. So I lost interest in the school and by losing interest in the school and not going every day, I had more time to just say like, uh, Hmm, there's some shit I want to get down on paper. Like I thought about right, I, I thought about the textbook writing during my third year of medicine, where I never ultimately ended up writing textbooks, like as I said I was going to, because I knew it was a time based thing. Like, had you allowed me to just quit med school and just focus on textbooks, 
I could have gotten it done at that point in time and I knew I was going to lose interest later on, it was similar. It was like there was certain stuff I wanted to get down on paper right. regarding approach and meeting women. And I knew if I didn't get it down at this stage of my life right now, I'll never get it down. That's and I and I took it. I, I knew that because of my reflection from writing for the text, writing my textbook. I knew it. I was like, it's a temporal thing. It's a time-based thing. It's like it has to get done now. And I started writing, and all through October two thousand seventeen, all I did was write, and I didn't think of it as work. Like I just woke up every day, didn't even shower, didn't even pee. I just literally wrote. Wow. That was all I did. That was all I did. Um. And. Yeah, so the blog got created, and then obviously socially contentious topics, you know, all about like dating, approach, women. And yeah. my dad saw the blog. Oh and no way! He he. Well, I mean, I told my family about. It. I told people about my blog, and like you he, told me about your blog. He freaked. He freaked the fuck out. Oh shit! He freaked the fuck out. But that was like that was sort of like the climax in our relationship at the time, where it's like he. Like we were breaking that bond of like, I had already didn't give, I didn't give a fuck. And then he was like, his, his response was like, how can you not give a fuck? Like he didn't say that, but it was like the, yeah, you yeah. know, it was like his response was as though I was supposed to care that he cared. Right. It's like, he was so angry about my blog. He was so shocked. So like, like this is so shocking. Like that you could write these things, delete all your posts. Like this is so shocking. Um, and it was like, you know, you should care. Like that was like, it's like, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I didn't turn that vulgar. Like they're not like, what was the part that he didn't like? Was it look, dude, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of people. It's like how to get a girlfriend, right? Like how to meet a girl. There's a lot of right? people. There's a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily like my stuff. Right. Um, but it's just one's perspective on it. But like I wrote a very, I developed a socially contentious blog, and then that was sort of the beginning of like where where he saw I didn't give a fuck, and oh. it just took it to the next level where I was like, now I really am just like on my own path. Like that that helped. It helped getting his response where it was like I think a lot of people would have taken that blow. That's what people fear. Right. That's what people fear. They don't want that parental blowback. People fear that parental blowback. That's why they don't go after what they want in life. The same way, like a pretty girl, like they don't, people don't want to get rejected by that pretty girl. So they don't go and say hi. People don't want to just like go into fucking architecture, or go move to fucking Peru and like hike around for six months and do shit because they're afraid of what people think. They're afraid of like not having money or failing and how other people are going, what other people are going to say about that. And I think, like, getting his response that was so, like, vehement and uh, so intense and not caring, that was where I was like, wow, like, I, I've reached, like, I'm in a pretty good place. Like, I'm, like, I'm in a pretty good place. And then, like, my reflections through 2018 especially, I'm like, hmm, well, like, how did I reach this place? Like, how was I able to reach this, like, mindset of, like, just doing things for myself. And I can say I've arbitraged that confidence from dating, taking on thousands and thousands and thousands of rejections, like 10 to 15,000 rejections as of now. Like, I don't even know. I don't count, but like taking all these rejections, um, 
seeing that adversity is the core of what develops confidence. It's, 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 it's encountering an adversity and overcoming it that you become uh, a lot more autonomous and you think, you think for yourself, you, um, you're propelled into a much stronger mindset. So whether it was with medicine, when I had the setbacks and rotations, that was one facet of my life. And then right. also the dating, like, uh, I, I'm pretty fortunate. I think this is what I suspect. This is just speculation. Right. I suspect had I not had those setbacks with medicine, but yet I'm still on my, as I am with like the confidence having been through dating and stuff with, right. I would have gone through medicine. I think uh, I would have gone to my prestigious residency and I would have hit a point maybe in my thirties or in my forties where I would have finally realized that I was in it for the wrong reasons, but late, it would have been late. And then it's even harder to get out. Because at that point, it's like, you're already into the medical career. You've got like a significant income, which is hard to relinquish. It's easy to say like, well, I'd make jack shit as a student and it's, I'll just continue making jack shit. I don't need to make that money versus like, you actually make the money and now you're going to throw it away. So like, I think what would have happened is I would have gone into a medical career, however many years in, and then realized late. So those setbacks and rotations were a blessing because I got out early. I got yeah. out early. Like maybe I would have been 47 by the time I was like, fuck, like what do I want to do with my life? You know, I went into medicine for my dad's approval and what I want to do, maybe I'll travel. Maybe I'll move to Japan at 47 as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to at 29. Right. So I got lucky. Those setbacks were lucky. Right. Um, by the way, dude, I've got a, I've got a, uh, I've got another Skype appointment coming up in five minutes. Do you not sleep or? I napped. That's why at the beginning of the session, I was like really groggy and like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Other than just me like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Thanks for the chat, dude. Oh, no, man. It's, man, your story is so cool. <laughs> Dead, you're a neck bone, you're a ginger, you want it. You got a good bitch, now that the mango.